it's Lynn Martin and welcome to this week's episode of Bedhead and Beery Eyes, the podcast. Hey friends, I'm going to jump straight in today with the second part of my work-life balance podcast. I covered three key pillars last week and I'm going to jump in today and cover the final three. So the first one is productivity and performance. The second one is psychological and physical well-being. And the third is a practical element. So what you can do practically to try and get your work-life balance back in kilter. First up is something that's really strong in my heart and that is time management. Most people do not manage their own time. They allow other people to manage their time. They spend the whole day reacting to the demands of others, of their inbox, um, of phone calls and they end up getting to the end of the day with a long to-do list of personal goals that isn't remotely (laughs) um, ticked off and left feeling that sense of dissatisfaction. Now, the only people that can change that is ourselves. So I'd really urge you to make sure you're absolutely clear on what your work goals are and your personal goals are. And if you've got health goals as well, make sure you're absolutely clear what parts of your day and what parts of your week are programmed for pursuing those goals. I do all my personal growth and goal setting and goal achievement and personal development all in the morning to make sure that it's done before the inbox starts pinging. Now, one other way that you can free up some time so that you um, have more capacity to pursue your own goals and the, the life aspect of the balance is to delegate. And by delegating, I mean um, sharing the workload. So if you're at work, in order to pursue your own work, Um, objectives, use your team if you've got one. If you're at home and you've got a house to run and other priorities to see to, use your family, use your friends, use your spouse, your partner to free up some capacity. Now I know ladies, it's not easy because we have these perfectionist standards and actually we get sucked into feeling if you want a job done right, you've got to do it yourself. And that's where we're getting it wrong <laughs> because actually what we really need to do is accept a lower standard and let other people support us. I don't know about you, but at home, if I delegate any element of housework, I have to accept a lower standard. In fact, sometimes I have to accept it's not going to get done at all. But what it does give me is a couple of hours back a week to invest in other things and personal growth. So I would urge you, if you are going to delegate, don't step in and save the day. (laughs) Let them get it wrong. Let them learn from their mistakes. Let them miss bills being paid and figure out what they're going to do to fix it. Because if they think, if any of your team, any of your family think you're going to step in and save them, they won't give it a second thought. And ultimately, you'll still be managing it, but you'll just get even more frustrated. Another way of freeing up time to get the work-life balance right is to think about changing your working hours. Now, I know people who work four long days a week to tick off a full-time income, people that work part-time, flexi-time, term-time, 
Personnel policies these days are so much more flexible than they used to be. There's just no excuse. Um, and I know that for the first 20 years of my career, I was always, first in, last out, always been seen to be the one that was doing that a little bit more. And it meant nothing looking back. What really counts is what you get done. So make sure you've got clear objectives, make sure you've got your deadlines set, make sure you meet them. And then what happens around that, that's down to you. So something that does help when it comes to getting that balance right between work and life is if you've got a job that you love. So I'm giving you permission right now that if you don't love the job you're in, you need to find two hours a day to learn, to invest in learning some new skills to free you from the job. Now, whether it's promotion, whether it's within the same organisation, whether it's a completely different career, we're put on this earth once and we are not here to waste it serving other people, living in a stressful situation and basically shortening our lives as a result of it. So not only do we lose time now, but living a life of, life of stress is life shortening. So I urge you all to manage your ambition. And you might think you weren't born with ambition. You might have been told you've not been born with ambition. I'm here to tell you everybody needs ambition because as soon as sense of purpose goes, what is the point? And if you're not motivated to jump out of bed in the morning, then we need to find some purpose. So in order to find purpose, we need to start thinking about mindset. We need to think about our well-being. So now moving on to psychological and physical well-being. And I'm going to start talking about stress management. It is a known fact that the chemicals given off when we live with chronic stress is life shortening. Let me make that absolutely clear. We think it just upsets us in the moment. It really does cause inflammation and puts pressure on all of our bodily organs. Stress happens if we can't control our priorities, if we can't control our workloads, if there's too many things happening at once and everything seems important. And this is why you have to set goals, you have to set your priorities and you have to just decide what can go. What doesn't need done today? What can wait till tomorrow? Set yourself realistic targets for the day. Don't go to bed every night with a list that's longer than when you started in the morning because somebody else put something on it. One way of overcoming some of the stresses is changing your mindset from being a negative thinker to a positive thinker. Now, I'm an advocate of saying that even a neutral thinker is better than a negative thinker. So if you're the sort of person that something happens and you literally jump on the helter-skelter down through um, all the layers of panic about what could happen, you need to change that mindset now. You need to be able to stop it in its tracks and say, okay, that's the worst case scenario. How likely is that? Not really. And actually, is it going to cause death? Well, we can work with that. We can work with it if I'm still going to survive it. And even the most embarrassing situation is going to be um, recoverable. So many, many people suffer from chronic stress as a result of dysfunctional thinking. And it's the reason 
that I practice meditation every day. There are so many ways that we can change our thought processes, which makes us feel different and behave different that can absolutely, very quickly, change the course of your life. Now, I choose calmness as a goal that I want to achieve in my day and in my life. I want an uncluttered head and I can only create an uncluttered head and a sense of calmness if I know what is required of me and I decide and communicate to other people exactly what my priorities are. In order to create that calmness and my ability to be a more positive thinker, it's a journey, I'm not there yet, I've had to create some resilience and resilience is about understanding. Again, it goes back to where do your thoughts take you? You've got to face your fears and realise that it's not the end of the world. And the more we do it, the more we get used to it. It's a bit like learning to drive a car. That first time that you have to try and coordinate arms and feet and looking in mirrors seems absolutely unachievable. But with practice, we become experts at it. If you can increase your resilience by stretching your comfort zone, there's less opportunities to be overwhelmed. And then taking your positive uh, mindset into each of these scenarios means that you can give yourself more opportunities to be happy. You've taken control of your time. You've taken control of the stress levels. You're trying to be a positive thinker. You've got an uncluttered mind. Now we just go chasing happiness. And it's so much easier if you spend your day looking for the positives, looking for the good moments, programming in the opportunities with your friends and your family. So mental health and well-being has become much, much more um, talked about in the last few years. I think it's really important that we do continue that um, direction. We all have a brain. We all have um, emotions. Therefore, we all have mental health in exactly the same way that we've got physical health and in exactly the same way that our physical health is sometimes painful or um, we, we suffer illnesses or we sprain an ankle or we break a leg. Mental health is the same and most of the time one of the saving graces is just to remember it's temporary. It's temporary like a bruise, like a break, like an illness, it can get better. And it will get better. Sometimes we just need to give ourselves the space to feel bad and then pick ourselves back up again. One of the best ways of doing that is looking after our physical well-being. Exercise, diet, so nutrition, hydration and sleep. I cannot go on about it more highly enough. And if you are looking for some advice on any of those topics, do reach out direct and I can help you. Exercise is known to re release endorphins. I never finish a workout wishing I'd never started. I mean, never. You always end with a high and it's because it releases these chemicals in your body that counteracts the stress. Diet and nutrition, we literally are what we eat. And I don't mean um, that we, like in terms of our size, I mean on a cellular level. If you, on a cellular level, in your DNA, want to be made of Coca-Cola and chocolate cake, then that's fine. But the only thing we consume is our food. Hydration, 
and oxygen and that is what every element of our body is for so if you want one that's a body that's disease free and a mind that's stress free think really carefully about sorting out your diet and um, breaking the sugar addictions avoiding processed chemical filled foods getting hydration and getting at least seven hours sleep a night it's really important for us to recover and we wouldn't run any other aspect of our life on such a low battery as we do sometimes with ourselves and sleep. So moving lastly on to the practical elements. First of all, in the home, what mood and ambience does your house give off? Is it a calm, serene place that you want to come home to? Or is it a crazy house full of outdoor clothes with children's toys lying everywhere and piles of laundry? Neither of those are wrong. For many a year, I tried to create a picture-perfect house that made nobody happy, not even me. And actually, it meant that I was less likely to invite friends around because I was scared in case I would get judged if there was something out of place. Your home environment needs to... Um, display uh, energy that reflects who you want to be and if it is an active family then be proud of the fact that that's what your house shows but don't kill yourself trying to meet standards that are set by someone else. On the other hand do make sure that where you are working if you're working from home where you sleep where you're taking time to yourself is uncluttered because a cluttered room means a cluttered mind and if you can get some sense of organisation in your house then it does go a long way to being able to enjoy time when you have got that downtime. If like me you work from home and or um, own your own business I think it's really important to make really clear physical um, barriers as to where things happen. So if you are in a position where you need to um, work, relax um, and, and build your business all from the same space. Do try and either set very clear time slots or actually very clear physical spaces that you can make the transition from one to another. If not, we spend all day trying to manage children whilst trying to answer emails, whilst trying to um, build a business or work out their latest marketing campaign. No brain's going to be able to deal with that for a prolonged period of time. And as I said, you'll burn out or you'll give up because it just won't be enjoyable. Now, why do we do all this? Ultimately, we need money. And finances are such a big part of why we have a struggle with work-life balance. I go back to my point about working hours. Do you know how much money you need to survive? Because once we know that, we stop chasing this endless need more, want more, never satisfied. And that's why I practice gratitude every day to be thankful for what I've got rather than keeping going, asking for more. Because being thinner, being lighter, being more fit, being having a new car, having a new job, none of that makes us happy. Not unless we've taken the time to get our work-life balance right and we've become positive thinkers and we go seeking the happiness. It definitely doesn't arrive on a plate. But we do all need money and it's really important to make sure that you set the requirement for money at a level that is achievable and isn't going to cause you stress. 
one other big factor that comes into um, work-life balance, especially again for people, well, anybody that's working, um, and I know for myself and my family, um, when I'm building a business online, um, your information technology and communication and also your social media man management. And um, it's very, very easy to make excuses to be scrolling through your social media all the time, just in case you miss something, to what somebody's in interested. What It's just really important that either you set yourself blocks in a day where you do, um, you do do your social media and you're communicating, or that you set yourself blocks that you don't. But if every waking hour of your day is spent constantly scrolling, looking for information, you know, be it the news, checking emails, I've I've done it myself and I've not been conscious, literally aimlessly clicking through the apps on your phone, which one's going to give me my next hit of dopamine that's going to make me happy? Who's going to message me? Who's got some news? Who's up to what on Facebook? All those things are stimulus that affects our brain and creates a more stressful environment within our body. It's really important to set these boundaries and that's why going right back to the start, if I could ask you to do anything today, it would be to do a health check, have a think about what areas of your life are causing you the most problem, set aside the other ones as not a, not a priority this month. We're entering the last, well we've just entered the last 90 days of 2020. Surely things can only get better from here but Figure out what part of it you can take small actions to make a difference. Are you going to learn a new skill? Are you going to say no to some of the things that are in your diary? Um, these are the little things that all accumulate through the compound effect to create change. And they are the things that are going to help you get your, your work-life balance right. Now, I'll just end there by saying work-life balance isn't something you reach and then stay. It changes. It changes all the time and it can sometimes be days where it's all work, weeks where it's all work. The important bit is that we counter it at some point. Um, so trying to flatten out the, the highs and the lows, I guess, of, of, of that balance is, is, is our aim. But noting that it may be when you, if you've got a big project on that you have to invest significant amounts of effort and time into doing that and actually your life balance will have to take a bit of a back seat but please 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 for the sake of yourself your family your friends and your own sanity do take the time to get the balance back in because the 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 value in terms of your quality of life is so much richer when you do get that balance right Okay, everyone, I hope you enjoyed this session here on Bedhead and Bleary Eyes, the podcast. If you like this type of thing, go and look me up on my website where I'll direct you to even more content related to the topic I've discussed today. If you want to start your journey, you can find out more at bedheadandbleareyeyes.com to get started. Join me in my accountability groups if you would like daily access to me and my community, plus live coaching calls and the most life-changing programs you will find.